let's go to prayer now. Um, some of the audience asked me to ask you, Apostle, the types of prayer that sometimes we see. And some people mentioned that tongues, chant, fire prayer, um, intercessory prayer, supplication, thanksgiving and praise type of prayer, and then warfare. Those are the differences. And they also want to know the instances when they can apply. That's true. So to answer that question, of course, there are different kinds of prayer, and it's so unfortunate that the church, we don't have enough time to actually teach because the church is a place that is not like uh, a school system that you have mm. you have a specific student that you, you can teach for a specific time, and you expect them to know what you have taught them. Even in schools, not everybody still understands everything that has been taught in class even though they have three months to, to know calculus or one subject or the other. But in church, we have limited time to engage everybody in a specific topic. For example, most churches don't deal with series. If you do a teaching or series, people will be sleeping. Mm. People, they, they, they don't get engaged. They're like, oh, pastor preached that last week. Why is he preaching this again mm. this week? So you kind of lose the the people and... We also try not to lose the people because this age, people don't even want to come to church. And the few that come to church, you wow. don't want to lose them. Yes. So uh, the, the time we spend in church is not enough to actually teach all these things for a lot of people to understand. It's few people that understand the concept of prayer. And again, number two, prayer is not even done in churches, neither taught in churches. If you hear what I said, mm. prayers are not done in churches. We do opening prayer and benediction prayer. That is what is done in most churches. There is no prayer of intercession, prayer of thanksgiving. Of course, there is the reading of the word of God, but the, the, the topic of prayer in itself is not done in most churches. So a lot of people, again, that is where they don't know how to pray. They don't know the kinds mm. of prayer. Mm. So to break it down now, for example, you have a church that uh, understand prayer, but still they are not able to pray effectively. That's another question on its own. So let's just, uh, for the sake that everybody understands, so let me just help everybody. So as a Christian, you ought not to pray the same way at all times. Because uh, if you find out the Muslim people, they pray five times a day. And even though you think that they are reciting the same thing, but they are sometimes they pray different kinds of prayer. Mm. The Jewish people pray three times a day and they recite different things in their prayer that they pray. So as a Christian, there are times that we pray prayer of thanksgiving. And thanksgiving is not only when we get things mm -hmm. or when we are celebrating thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, we give thanks whether... The day is good or the day is bad, we mm. give thanks. And a lot of people don't want to hear that, that, man of God, what are you saying? Give thanks when my son is not feeling well. Yes, mm. you give thanks because uh, I've heard about news that people got even the slightest of ailment or sicknesses and they are gone. Like, we cannot even remember them. Well, well like your child is going through worse and they are still alive. Just give thanks. Maybe that giving thanks will turn things around you don't know. Mm. So there is a prayer of just giving thanks. Father, I thank you. When you wake up in the morning, give yes. thanks to God. Don't ask for anything first. Just mm. give thanks mm. to God first because we fall victim that, okay, yes. uh, now is the time to just ask God 
boss God around and just make God do what we want. That is people's idea of prayer. Man of God, just to cut you off, yeah. um, I think most times we're, we have this tendency when we approach in the presence of God, the first thing is to request. Mm. We always request. We don't even take time to to acknowledge his goodness from yesterday, to thank him, to even to praise him. Mm-hmm. We just go straight in, Father God, I need this, Father God, I need that, even myself. <laughs> yeah, so uh, again, it's because uh, we don't really know the full like dimension or mm. concept or where to go because most of these things that we do, including me, most of the things I learned even from a Christian home was just of somebody doing it. And okay, mm. I like that is the pattern it goes. Let me just go like that. So there are some Bible scriptures that I've read now that when it was uh, many years ago, we used to use them wrongly. Wow. So because people at that time has used them and we just respect them and we think that that is the uh, the correct thing to do so when it comes to prayer or of thanksgiving that's what we need to do you wake up in the morning you give thanks to god before asking if you find uh the 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 prayer that jesus taught his disciples mm. he didn't teach them first of all to to go into warfare mm. he, he taught them in stages wow. so he gave thanks to god he gave adoration to God. Mm. He, he, he praised God. He exalted God. Like, mm. because he is yeah. from God and he knows yes, who yes. God is. So, mm. again, if men don't know who God is or men don't draw closer to God, we will not be able to pray to God effectively. Mm. How will I say it now? So, if you know anything about code calling, and you call somebody that you don't really know or you have not done research about, yes. you find out that your communication will be kind of limited. Yes. Because yes. you don't know what to tell the person, you don't know what to say to the person because you don't know the identity of the person or you are sending an email to somebody that you don't know who will receive it. Yes, sir. You say either dear sir or ma, mm. or like you, you don't really know them. So that is the position a lot of Christians are in. But for Jesus, he knew who God was. Yeah. That's why he said, our father, mm. who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So mm. Jesus knew who God was, mm. or who God is, rather. So as Christians, male and female, we need to understand that when we start prayer, the first thing is thanksgiving, worship, exhortation we need to spend time uh, some people even get annoyed with me when uh, when i lead prayer in <laughs> church and i go like 15 minutes just thanking god mm, interesting. they don't understand like why mm. we do so because the battles that we see and we we we, we cry that abba save us they are even lesser than the battles we don't see mm. so the battles that god is fighting for us are more Mm. So we need to even give thanks to God for the battles he has fought for us, mm. the battles he has yes, won for yes, us. Amen. So uh, thanksgiving is very important. And there's this last thing I will say, when you give thanks, it helps God to give you more. Mm. So uh, when it comes to intercessory prayers, you can intercede for yourself. Okay. But intercession is usually somebody standing in the gap for you. Mm. When you are not able to to pray or uh, at times you get to that place where you think that this is the end of the road. You cannot even lift one finger or one feet or you cannot even utter a word because mm-hmm. you are overwhelmed. Then maybe you call somebody or somebody 
like me, for example, there are some people that won't actually call me and my spirit would lead me to just pray for them. And mm. in just saying a few words of prayer, I find that I spend one hour praying for that person. Wow. Or I spend like 30 minutes praying for that person or like my own. So when it comes to intercession, if you don't know about intercession, mm. study about intercession. Intercession can can deliver a nation. Intercession can mm. kill mm. you. Mm. It can literally kill the intercessor. What do you mean by that? Okay. <laughs> so intercession is not something, oh, I'm praying for you. Mm. A lot of people say that and actually they don't. So intercession is not something that, because remember you are standing in the gap for that person. Mm. So mm. all the attacks or all what the person is going through may yes. come to you mm. if you are not spiritually strong. So that's mm. why at times it's not everybody you pray for. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> it's not everybody you pray for. Mm. And uh, yeah, you, if you understand the, the realms of the spirit, you understand that there are some battles that some people are fighting that are greater mm. than you or mm, mm, greater. Mm. Even though you call yourself a child of God, I'm sorry that mm. I'm saying this. This is not what a lot of people want to hear, but it's how the realms of the spirit works. If you find out the seven sons of Scepha, they were doing deliverance on a particular person and the demon said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. But who are you? That means their ranking in the realms of the spirit was not high. Mm. So there are some people that go through terrible troubles. And okay, for example, the demons that Jesus cast, the 6,000 legions, the legions, 6,000 demons that Jesus cast from the man that was by the graveside. If any other person went there, they, it could have been a <laughs> beating of their life because it was too much of uh, demons mm, in mm, one mm, person. Mm. So if you don't have that high caliber of anointing or mm, purpose or uh, how would I call it, or the grace of God upon your life, you'll be, you mm, experience. Mm. And the worst thing in this day and time are the battles we don't see. As I said again, God delivers us from the battles we don't see. Mm. And a lot of people think that because it's not happening right now, it means it's not in existence. Mm. Just, just to um, interject uh, briefly, how you mentioned that uh, if you're not careful, intercessory prayer can actually harm you yes. in, any, in any form. Mm -hmm. And um, you gave clear example of how Jesus exercised complete authority over this man full of demons, demons yes. you know. And I think I don't know if it was you that mentioned something like this at that event that there are like all believers are called to pray, mm -hmm. but there are those who God have assigned. That is why we call them prayer warriors who God has graced mm -hmm. for them. Their job is just to pray. Yes. And and they will be able to tackle issues in the family or issues, issues in the church or issues in the community. Mm -hmm. So yes. but but that differentiates then a a, a a believer who can do general prayer mm -hmm. and somebody now who wants to take upon himself to pray for a colleague who's going through some serious demonic attack That's would it. you recommend that person to intercede on behalf of their friend or to consult a man of god who has been graced who has been anointed to 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 help deliver their friend okay so that is a good question so uh usually if you are just a child of god that have not done intercession before or you don't literally pray at night because let me divert a little bit that will answer this question you see, for example, somebody is stranded on the highway and uh, you decide to help them and the cost of helping them is beyond your bank account. Mm. 
you find out that you are not able to help them in the full capacity you're supposed to help them mm. because your bank account is less than the problem that is in front of you. Yes. So when we pray, there is something that is it's not in the scriptures, but it is there. So it is not there for you to see, but it is there. So when you pray, there is a reserve or there is a savings of prayer. Mm. So that's why no prayer goes to uh, to to waste. So when you pray or you live a lifestyle of prayer, it is saved for you in the heavenly bank or the golden altar. Mm. So technically, so a lot of people don't have enough uh, savings when it comes to prayer. So if you don't have that enough savings, that means you have not fine-tuned yourself, refined yourself in prayer. Of course, you are not qualified enough to handle some some serious. Uh, some serious issues. So then you have to call somebody, including me. There are some, uh, how let's say. So as a man of God, there are sometimes I, I call for other men of God to like assist me in, uh, uh, in praying for somebody. It's not just because I'm not anointed enough, but at times in the same anointing, there are different office or different, uh, purpose that God has given to each and every one of us. Yes. So the giftings is there, the anointing is there, but God, for example, like you have different kinds of doctor. You have like the gynecologist, you have those that, that takes care of the teeth, those that takes care of the eyes. Yes. But they understand medicine, but if you want something done to the dot, you need to, to engage those specific people. So when mm. you are praying for interceding for somebody, you need the intercessors. Mm. You need intercessors to intercede. So the church needs to be able, so the more the people that intercede, mm. the better it becomes. Wow, wow, wow. You're saying that uh, there are people who have been specialized in certain areas in our spiritual work. Yes. Interesting. So lastly, just church on the warfare prayer. Yes. So with the warfare prayer, I know a lot of people uh, believe in this terminology called prayer warriors. So the prayer warrior is just a term to uh, to help everybody understand the what we are doing. You understand? So uh, I believe it's Apostle Paul that says, "Put on the whole armor of God." So I believe that term prayer warrior is coming from that place. So if you uh, look at that scripture, he was talking about the olden days uh, weapons of warfare. Yes. So. As a kingdom citizen, you need to understand that you are standing, you are fighting from a standpoint of victory. So mm. technically, you are a soldier. So technically, prayer warrior is a terminology used. In the correct word, is supposed to be an intercessor. Mm. So prayer warriors supposed to be intercessors to intercede on behalf of people. Soldiers they fight on behalf of the nation. To mm. defend the nations. So intercessor also do the same. Jesus is doing the same for us even right now. Uh, yeah. In heaven, he's doing that for us. So that is why one of the highest responsibility, a believer, uh, one of the highest rank, I would say, or the highest responsibility for a believer to get to is a place of inter true intercession. Mm. So mm. prayer warriors in the church are needed or intercessors now are needed for us to, to, to gain new territories. Wow. I mean, I, I really have you open my eyes to see um, that prayer warriors should actually be intercessors. Yes. That's something completely new to me, something I've learned just now. Um, let's look at the core relationship of prayer 
and the word and mm-hmm. prayer and faith. Yes. Because like you mentioned that, how can you pray to God effectively if you don't have a relationship with God, if you don't know God? Yes. And in order for you and I to know God effectively, you have to study his word. True. So I'm pretty sure most times the reason why our prayers are not answered is because we don't pray according to the word. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've learned maybe a few years ago that I need to start praying according to what's in the word of God. I can't just pray all sort of prayer because, yes, that is why sometimes we don't get our prayers answers because we're not praying in line with the word of God, which contains the will of God, the plans of God, the principles of God, the values of God, the vision of God. Mm-hmm. And also another essential part of our faith is faith itself. Yes. That sometimes we pray not believing. Yes, yes. So what is the core relationship between prayer and the word of God and prayer and faith? It's very important. I'll start from faith first. So prayer and faith is, you can't do without none of them. Mm. You need both of them. So some people ask and they don't even believe that what they have asked will actually come to pass. Some people pray to God just for formality or somebody told them to pray. Yeah. So when you pray, you need to pray with faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if you don't hear the word of God, you will not be able to have that faith. Mm. And if you don't have that faith, then your prayer will not be able to come to life or will not be effective. Because the word of God that you hold on to is that word that will speak for you. Because as a man thinking ticket in his heart, so is he. So if you don't have the word that you are thinking every day, and again, you need to transform your mind every day. Mm. Because first, the first place prayer comes from is from the mind. So whether you like it or not, the first place prayer comes from is the mind, the brain. That is where prayer comes from. That is where you articulate what to say, how to say it. Even though you say, oh, I, I'm not actually thinking of what to say. But everything is being processed in the mind. Yes. Even when the Holy Spirit takes over, the Holy Spirit takes over, your mind is still at work. Mm. Mm. So you need to transform your mind by what the renewal of your mind. So mm-hmm. faith plays a major part of our prayer and how our prayer is being answered. If you pray not believing it in your heart, which directly is your mind again, then of course the you had you just you wasted your time because you are mm-hmm. telling God that I am unstable. I'm neither mm-hmm. hot or cold and God will spit you out. So that prayer did not do anything. Mm-hmm. So from Prayer of prayer and faith, then we go to prayer and the word. Prayer and the word is important because you need to know the what God is saying in that particular issue or what God has said in his word, the written word of God, the logos. So when I will divide this into so prayer and logos and prayer and rema. Okay. So a lot of people, I don't have an issue with this, but I'm just going to say it for the sake of understanding. A lot of people always circumference themselves around prayer and uh, the logos, and they forget about prayer and rema. Because prayer and rema, prayer and logos is good, but also pursue prayer and rema. Once you get prayer and rema, it amplifies your faith. Please explain to us Logos and Rema for some of us who don't understand. Okay. So Logos is the written word of God. While Rema is the word of God that you got even from the Logos or a fresh word that comes to your spirit. Mm. So you need to understand, again, we started from purpose. So uh, the olden days... 
people or our fathers, Abraham, for example, Abraham necessarily did not have a blueprint on how to pray. Mm, yes. But still, he knew how to pray. So, of course, there was a communication in his spirit because mm. there's a spirit in man that mm. bears witness to God. Mm. So, if our spirit is from God, because Genesis says again that when God created man, he breathed upon man and man became a living soul. Yes. So, there's something that God has that we have that is from God. So, if we are to find that the, the mind of God concerning an issue, we should not only depend on the written word. We should fully depend on like the written word and the logos as well. So that is how we function in the place of prayer. So quoting scriptures is good, but what is God saying concerning your situation? Like the woman with the issue of blood, for example, mm. she necessarily did not quote any scriptures, but she just had faith. Yeah, And yeah. that faith worked for her. So you need to discover your purpose, what works for you. Because again, some people do try by error. Okay, let me just try uh, praying with the word. And they go memorize all the Psalms in the Bible. Mm. And that particular Psalm does not even relate to anything that is happening in your life. Mm. So we need to, to understand that Logos is good. Pray with the Logos. Pray with the written word of God. But also be receptive with the fresh rhema that is coming. Does the length of our prayer or the, the, the degree of our shouting will determine uh, uh, the answer of our prayer? So, again, depending on the purpose of the prayer. Okay. So, I believe today's topic should be on purpose. <laughs> and <laughs> prayer on purpose. So, technically, if you are praying and you don't know the purpose of, of the prayer you are praying, then, of course, you will not know when God has answered you. I you not know the things that you derive from the place of prayer because when we pray is a communication between us and God most of the time. Yes. Or at times is a communication or is a place of warfare between us demons, us witchcraft powers, or us wickedness, us and our flesh. Yes. We wrestle against our flesh. Most people don't know about that. Mm. So but the end of the the end of all our prayer is still focused on God. So if you have faith like the woman with the issue of blood, so faith is one of the uh, one of the gift of the spirit. So it's important for those that have faith to exercise their faith. For those that don't yet have faith, work on your faith. Because there are some times where uh, and again, there are different kinds of prayer, of course, or different mode of prayer. When you are praying at times at home, then of course you can just be silent and and pray, say your prayers. Uh, it doesn't warrant you for you to shout and scream. But when you find that that you are ascending in the place of prayer and you have left the realm that you you were you were before and you are into another realms mm. because now there's a new territory that you were not familiar with so when you are in a new territory then it calls for a greater uh, grace or a higher anointing so mm. you get to that place that you begin to pray and you find that that the the prayer that you started very peacefully becomes very aggressive because at times mm. depending on what you are seeing in the place of prayer because when you pray revelation comes it mm. ought to come because prayer actually edifies the person that is praying so a church that pray the church is edified mm. 
So if you are praying and uh, you get revelation of what is happening all around you, then you see that people get engaged in prayer. That is how it's supposed to be, but people abuse it because, of, of course, they don't know what they are really doing. But for me, personally, there are sometimes I, 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 I pray soft prayers. I pray the gentle prayers. And, uh, of course, when my environment in the realms of the spirit is changing, my atmosphere is changing, mm -hmm. then I intensify the prayer, depending on the warfare that is taking place. Then at times, if you are interceding for somebody, and intercession is not just uh, something you do lightly, mm -hmm. you pray earnestly. If you find out that one of the prayers that Jesus prayed, he actually did not pray gently. Mm -hmm. He had to pray earnestly that the sweat was as thick like a, 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 a blood. Mm -hmm. they, they used that, uh, I believe it's simile or metaphor, like blood. So you need to understand that Jesus actually spent time to pray. So when you get there, you find out that soft, like gentility cannot do anything at this moment because, again, you need to be vocal. If you are not vocal in the realms of the spirit, mm. Like there are some wicked powers or stubborn, we call them stubborn spirits or stubborn situations that will not let you go except you are radical in the realms of the spirit. So there again, that's why you see find some people praying out loud aggressively as if they are in a warfare, which they are, they are wrestling. Mm. And again, you get to a place of groaning. Mm. So that place of groaning, you don't even know what you are doing. You don't know how you feel physically or spiritually because of the, the, the magnitude of the things that you see. For example, I'll give uh, with the 24 elders, because of who they see in on the throne, like God, the presence of God, the glory of God that keeps changing every time. Yeah. So they keep, like they just keep bowing their head and they are mm -hmm. saying the same thing. So at times we get to that place in prayer that we don't even, like it's so tense, intense and tense and we like, I don't know how to explain it, but if you if you get there, you 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 your soft prayer will change to to being vocal. You see, I, man of God, I like how the fact that prayer is so broad that has so many components. You yes. mentioned there's a, there's time for you to be aggressive. Yes. There's time for you to be um persistent in prayer. That's mm -hmm. one thing too that I've noticed that sometimes when you pray once, why do we pray in repetition? Because Jesus said, "Ask, keep asking." keep knocking, mm -hmm. keep seeking. Yes. And when the woman that said, uh, uh, even the, the dog can eat from the crumb, when Jesus even insulted her, yes. but that persistence yes. in prayer, that most people don't understand that just because you pray to the doesn't mean that the, 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 you receive the answer right away. Mm -hmm. So what is the power of persistence in prayer? Because I know you touched on aggressiveness mm -hmm. based on the, the atmosphere. So persistency in prayer is very important. And again, I know you say I don't answer <laughs> my answer straightforward, but uh, for people to actually comprehend that there is no yes or no when it comes to prayer, okay, there are always factors that 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 will slightly affect the way you pray or the answers to your prayer. So persistency with prayer is that you first of all you have to live a righteous life, you have to live a holy life. If that is not checked, then even though you pray every day, it's not persistent prayer. So if you are not in the will of God, you are not living a life that is holy, you are not living a righteous life, then of course your prayer is not uh, persistence in the eyes of God because again, God does not hear the prayer of sinners. Mm. 
So we need to repent. We need to live a holy life. We need to live a righteous life. And we need to live according to the will of God. If you live outside the will of God and you pray, God will also, majority of the time, will not answer your prayer. Mm. So persistency in prayer begins from there. And of course, your daily continuous prayer, daily continuous prayer. So it's like you are doing exercise for people that go to the gym. So mm. you go to the gym and you find out that at times, you, you go to the gym for 30 minutes and you lift some weight and you get back home, all your body is sore. Mm. And you go back the next day or the next two days and you do one hour of the same thing that you did before. You find out that your body is not, your body is not strong, is used to it. So you are not feeling it anymore. So mm. persistency in prayer is something you do every day. So I will call persistency of prayer a lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. So you have to have that lifestyle in prayer. And again, you going back to God for one thing does not mean you don't have faith. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, mm-hmm. they, 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 they miss, uh, I know that there are some people that teach on faith that once I've prayed to God, that yes. is the end. Yes, yes. That is the magnitude of their faith. Mm. Some people, their faith is not up to that level. So if your faith is not up there, continue praying until you get an answer. And uh, I know I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to answer this, but let me quickly just say this. So God answers in different way. You just have to find the way God has answered to you. Mm-hmm. There is yes, there is no, and there is wait. <laughs> so how, how, how can we know? <laughs> so yes. there's yes, there's no, and there is wait. So there are times that God will keep you on a shelf, and mm. you think that. God has not answered you. God has actually answered you, but just that that is not the answer we are waiting for. And also, God also answers in different forms and in different, like, God answers through dreams, trance, mm. revelation, visions, uh, through studying of the word, through signs and tokens. For example, like Gideon, God answered him through uh, mm-hmm. the, the, is it the rag that he put outside for the dew, stuff like that. So God answers through signs and tokens. God answers through symbols and stuff like that. So you need to know how God communicate with you or mm-hmm. how you communicate with God for the answer to your prayer. One of them said, if answered prayers are a valid justification for belief in God, you just mm-hmm. mentioned, you talked about faith, why unanswered prayers equally valid justification for unbelief? So they are asking that uh, answered like, prayer is... A, a valid justification mm-hmm. for belief in God. So unanswered prayers equally is an equal valid justification for unbelief in God. Uh, the belief in God should not be based on answered prayers. Mm. Jesus said one thing to, uh, what's his name, Thomas. He said that, I believe it was Thomas. He says that uh, blessed are those that will not see but believe. So belief is not just because miracle happened or because you prayed for miracle money and miracle money appeared in in the form of your back and cut or contract. Uh, belief is something that you believe from your heart, believe from your spirit. Like for me, I've believed in God from, I believe from my mother's womb because my mode of life has been different from every other person. So I, I believe that I, I believe that, that I believed. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you just need to understand that answer to prayer. So, so are you saying that if God does not answer your prayer means that God does not exist? It does do exist. So, uh, 
that justification that people are looking for, we are just looking to hold on or something. So we are thinking that, okay, if I pray and God answers my prayer, that means God is with me. Yes, there are some yes, times that yes. God may not even answer your prayer because majority of the prayers being prayed are prayer outside the will of God. Because we have our will and God has his will. Yes. Mm, so, mm. The, the, I, I don't know. <laughs> because most times when we notice that our prayers are an answer, we feel so many ways. Number one, we feel like God is not with us. Mm. Number one, we feel like, oh, I'm not righteous. I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. We feel like maybe I'm not in the will of God. Like like the enemy plays with your mind, you yes, know? Yes. But sometimes, as you said, God might not say, you know what, I've heard you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we are in the waiting period. I think sometimes we want to hear that voice from God to say, oh, in heaven, yes, I've heard you, Apostle Emmanuel. I've heard you, Brother Brahim. I've heard your prayer. And now you can rest assured that I've answered your prayer. But it doesn't happen like that. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons why it will not happen for some people like that is because once they get the answers to their prayers, they are gone. <laughs> They have gotten their visa to Dubai, vacation. Mm. So at times, I think God God works his things, like the foolishness, foolishness of God is better than our wisdom. So no matter how you think of it, you say God is selfish, God is this, his foolishness is better than our wisdom. So uh, at times God knows what he's doing, even though it, it pains us to the, to the last uh, cell of our being, but God knows what he's doing because... Uh, some people, once they get their blessing and they begin to misbehave, mm-hmm. and that can ruin their life. There are some platforms that can swallow people and they can never rise up. Mm-hmm. So why I know that everybody is praying that they want to be celebrity, they want to be known, they want to mm-hmm. achieve great success, but there are some positions that I've seen people that have, they were hungry for promotion, they were praying for promotion, fighting everybody in the business, in the company for promotion, and when promotion came, they did not know how to handle the promotion mm-hmm. because they were looking at the wrong things. So at times, when God refused to answer us, we need to develop ourselves as mm-hmm. well and follow the process, which is more interesting because your process will also help your storyline. Any mm-hmm. man without a storyline, you should not really trust them. So, so that, you're saying that man of God, there are many factors that God has to consider before he answers your prayer to see how well uh, are you prepared to handle. Just like he told the children of Israel that if I would have allowed you guys to take the direct way, you guys will face um, battles and then you guys won't be able to to, to withstand yes. your enemies, right? They could so have gone God, back. Mm, mm. Yeah. So God knows what he's doing. God has infinite wisdom that the, like the possibilities of our thoughts about a particular thing is like we are just trying to waste our time. So anyways, uh, what I tell people most times is like, uh, from Job's story, once you are going through a problem, an issue, I understand it's not easy. I'm not saying that I'm, uh, I'm an angel that just flew from heaven to earth to deliver this message, but I've also gone through my battles. I've gone through my scars. Uh, that is what... Uh, I will, I will say, sometimes your battles or your experience also intensify your spirituality. Mm. So if God has refused to answer you or God, you have not gotten an answer from God, you also need to find out that maybe God has answered, you do not know how he answered. So number one. Number two, you also need to learn the lesson from that situation. And number three, there are some times that you are delayed to help somebody. Mm. So... We are delayed at times to be a blessing to somebody. It's painful, but 
is what it is. For example, you are where you are right now today because I am where I am right now today because of somebody online to mm. be a blessing to them. If I have made a different uh, or I follow a different timeline, I will not be able to bless anybody today. Mm. So just understand that wherever you are right now is for a purpose, is for a reason. But at the same time, make sure you fulfill your purpose because somebody is waiting for their share of their blessing from you. From you. Wow, wow. Like like you said that prayer warriors are also fulfilling their purpose of intervening for on behalf of the family or, or the church, church, right? Yes. Wow, so there's this for prayer and purpose well. for the nations. So so that shows that wow, there's this prayer and purpose. Yes. Yes. Because sorry to to cut you, it's very interesting. Prayer is something that like we have actually trampled upon prayer and we think that prayer is just mm. is is garbage. Pray, Jesus was upset because of what was happening in the church or in the synagogue. They have turned it to a marketplace. We have turned our church to 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 nightclubs and place to party, place for concert, place to sell things, place to network. That the church is a place for prayer. The church is a place where people come for edification. So if you if you are in a place that is called a, a church that you pray and it does not edify you, my brother, you have not prayed. If you enter a prayer uh, meeting or you pray and you are not edified, no answer in a way mm-hmm. or you don't have peace of mind, you don't have comfort, that no fruit of the Spirit ministered to you at that time, uh, you have not actually prayed. Man of God, I've attested to that, where to be in a church that prays. Because I see that in our world today, two two areas that the enemy attacks. He attacks a church that prays. Mm-hmm. He attacks the church where the word is. But you allow people to worship. Yes. He will allow people to worship, to sing. Mm-hmm. But when it's time to pray, when it's time for the word, it's as if it does something funny. Let, let, let me throw some light on that. So what, most of the time, why the devil or demons will allow people to worship? Mm. Because we are not actually worshiping. The people that need to worship needs to worship, worship in spirit and in truth. Mm. Majority of people that dance in church, sing songs in church, they are not worshiping God. They are worshiping themselves. Let me mm. break it down. You find out that I was in a music team before. And I was on the altar most time of my life. You look at the audience. When the choir or the leader of the choir is lead a particular song that the church uh, don't like, the church, <laughs> the anointing drops. But mm. once the leader sings the song that they like, you find out that the anointing breaks through, like everywhere is filled, people are crying. So you find that like people are not actually worshiping God when he, when we say we are worshiping God. Mm. We are going to go listen to our best music or wow. see our celebrity, our gospel celebrity singers. That's why wow. if you do a flyer and you don't put the popular uh, Christian art artist in town, people will not come. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. So, again, you see, the the enemy is very tricky. Mm. He has lived in this earth for a long time. So he he understands the nature of man. Familiar spirit understands the nature of man. So he knows what we like. 
sometimes even familiar spirit understands us better than we understand ourselves. So some people love like just music. Some people are just fascinated about, I'm just going to go see that celebrity. Maybe Tasha Cobbs is coming to town. Mm. I'm going for the sake of Tasha Cobbs. I'm going for the sake of this gospel artist. Instead of, I'm going there, sorry, I'm going there to go worship God. That is why you find that as well, that during praise and worship, people don't come to church on time. <laughs> they skip praise and worship and only come when the man of God is there. Mm. Even from online, the man of God, for example, he travels, people don't come online the way they come online when the man of God is ministering. Mm. So again, the worship wow, is wow. is also... <laughs> so so you're saying that we, we nowadays we go to church for ourselves and we go to church for each other, not really for God. No. But let's say, for example, now in your church, you you went out f- to minister another church, mm-hmm. and the amount of people that will usually be there when you're there, mm-hmm. when they heard that oh, Apostle Emmanuel is not here today, I've noticed that several times. So there's something fishy about that. It shows that we're not really in church for God. Yes. If we if you really go into church for God, with or without the man of God, you will still come. True. So that boils down again why at times God will not answer some people's prayer on mm. time because they will leave. If you mm. find out that people, most people that follow Jesus, they followed him for the miracle, mm. for the yes. food, wow, wow. For, for the healing, for the deliverance. Wow. So that's why you find that now most pastors or apostles, prophets that don't know their calling or don't know their purpose, they find themselves jumping into trying or forcing their way to prophesy. Like mm, for me, mm, if mm. I don't see a fly in the realms of the spirit, I'm not going to paint a fly. Mm. And people don't like me for that because I'm not going to force it because yes, I know that this is somebody's life. And you are not just living your life. As I am right now, there are thousands of people that will be connected to me that I don't even know. Yes, sir. So the way I live my life, I'm not living it just for me. So I'm not going to affect somebody's life in a negative way, which I know that is not of God, or I did not see anything and and just formulate something. For example, watch the old prophet and the young prophet. The old prophet came that the angel of the Lord told him that you can eat, and that killed the prophet. Mm. And that was not the end of the prophet's ministry. But the prophet died. He was devoured because God told him not to eat anything from that city. His job was done, but yet mm. he still died. Wow. So I will not be like the old prophet that will say, okay, uh, the, the congregation is forcing me to prophesy. Mm, mm. The congregation is forcing me to do deliverance when the Holy Spirit wants mm. me to, to teach. There are some times that uh, I see it in people's eyes that they, they came to church to pray. Maybe they are going through difficulties and the Holy Spirit wants me to teach. And I do the teaching. My church is supposed to be a prayer church, but uh, like Effective Prayers Intercession Center. We do prayer, we do intercession, but there are sometimes the Holy Spirit just want me to deliver His word. Yes, sir. So I obey the Holy Spirit and I deliver the word because there's power in the word as well. Yes, absolutely. You understand? So people don't understand that and they they box themselves up and they just... So it's, it's something that uh, we need to understand our purpose again, the reason why we are called, who we are called for, all those kind of things. I need your insight on this because there's something called honesty in prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then God also looks at the heart in prayer. Mm-hmm. For instance, with Solomon, God liked the way he prayed. Mm-hmm. You know, if God likes something, God will tell you that, hey, mm-hmm. I like what you did. Yes. Like Jesus always commend people. Like, you know what? You have great faith. Mm-hmm. 
A prayer of Solomon is is a good form of prayer, not form of prayer, but he prayed the prayer in a nice way that touched the heart of God. Yes. Because Solomon understood. So even before God gave him the wisdom, he had some level of wisdom. Mm. Because it takes wisdom to pray that kind of prayer. Mm. Because God actually said that you do not ask for the aid of your enemies because uh, trouble never ends in this life. Yes. Yes. And so, and at that time, there were a lot of nations fighting the kingdom of David. So he still had enemies. Mm. So he did not request for the most obvious things. That's why I'm saying that if you don't know your purpose, then of mm, course mm, we are mm. going to be asking for sugar and tea when uh, what we need is mm, really mm. serious. So uh, as a believer, knowing your purpose, knowing who you are called for, knowing your capability, your capacity is very yeah. important yeah. because again, if you see that uh, in the book of Exodus that God says that the men should appear before him, I believe it's three times a year. So God wanted that place for, for revival. You mm. understand? To be able to revive them, give them new stuff so that they will go and what and, and, and be blessed because God is always in interested in our prosperity. Yeah. You understand? So people that follow the things of the world, they are not, interested in your prosperity god wants his nation to do well and we are the nation of god so god wants us to do well so if you are praying you need to pray for the right thing if you pray for the wrong thing and uh, i believe it's jesus that said he says that you pray uh, you pray and you do not receive because you pray amiss mm. so some people they don't have their driver's license they are praying for a car mm-hmm. Mm. You understand? So it does not work like that. I know that some people say, if I have the car, I'll go do my license. So certain cultures, there's a logic, there's a reason for praying. Most times you... So to answer that, Apostle Paul says that I pray, uh, like you pray in English and it activates your mind. And your, when you use your mind to pray, your mind is supposed to be at work. Not just you speaking just English. You understand? So you have, your mind has to be at work. That's okay. why earlier I said that transform your mind. So once your mind is transformed, once you your your mind is renewed, then of course you are activating the, the the mind power, the wisdom in the mind. So you have to use that logic to pray. And God also like that. But at times where you have like the spirituality part of it, where you you pray in tongues and people find it offensive, it should not be something that should be offensive to the church. Tongues should be allowed. You need to pray in tongues because at that time you are allowing your spirit to lead you into prayer because there are some things that you can think from today to next year you cannot uh, accomplish or you cannot uh, phantom. But when you pray in the spirit, it comes very easy. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for touching on uh, speaking in tongues yes. when it comes to. So whenever we're praying, I know there's a confusion, especially within the the Western uh, church, the way they view speaking in tongues in church and for us as black people. Mm-hmm. And I see um, th- this church close by mine. I went there once and the way they were praying, <laughs> I'm like, you know, we are Africans. So thank God because God helped me not to judge. Mm-hmm. But they were so on point when it comes to the word. Mm-hmm. But they use um, like prayer book to pray. Okay. Like, wow, God, so different. They mm-hmm. use prayer book to pray. But when they open the scriptures mm-hmm. and when, when they teach, they expound the scriptures, it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. But in African churches, our prayer life is, 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 is full of energy. I'll use this word called culture. Mm. Majority of our times when we give our life to Christ, 
when we become born again, we 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 still we are still cultural. We are still yes. uh, traditional in a way because that is the way we have grown or that is the the way we have known. So most of our times, God works in that level of our understanding with us. So there are two ways. So for a person like me that came from Africa, which I know that. Uh, there's a general way we just say that our demons are more stubborn than the Canadian demons. Yes. So uh, it's just a way for you to understand where you are coming from. That mm. uh, you are coming from the bot- bottom of life, where uh, not just uh, not just demons that don't want you to succeed. There are other people that don't want you to succeed as well. Maybe as a result of they are related to you, they want their son to be the first person to get married, they want their son or daughter to be the first person to graduate from school. Of course, they're going to do something or say something that's going to affect your education. That happens. Like I've seen people that are bright in school become extremely dull. Mm. No accident, nothing happened to their brain, no nervous shutdown. Automatically, it just reversed. And uh, I don't know any scientific uh, revelation that has to do with that, but all I know is, is that that is the work of witchcraft. Mm. You understand? So a lot of people go through such, like, they are bright. You see them from young that this person's future is going to be awesome. Then they grow up and they become the least of the least because things are happening. So at that time, you need to be radical for you because of the environment you grow up in. But yeah... Uh, there is poverty in Canada, but it's not being said compared to the poverty level in Africa. So an African person growing up needs they will understand that I need to work hard to eliminate myself or eliminate poverty around me compared to a Can- Canadian child. A Canadian child, oh, I have different mm-hmm. options. So let me just use that as an example in terms of prayer. So most people in Canada, because the lifestyle is already soft and kind of gentle, mm. so they find themselves like, okay, the same trend when it comes to prayer. Then uh, uh, most of the African people, the, the place that they are coming from, the mm. amount of warfare you have to fight. For yeah, example, so me, true, yeah. I was in the other, even I was born in Africa, Nigeria to be precise, I, 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 I was very soft in my prayer very gentle with my prayer but there, there, there were things <laughs> that took place in my life that i was like wow. okay this gentility has to be has to stop, out yeah. the, the mm. front and the back door i have to really mm, concentrate mm. in some like strategic prayer mm. yeah so depending on your culture depending where you are coming from depending on the intensity of the prayer because some people don't tell you they uh, at times we we can all act going to church you, you know that we can add service we can perform preaching Pre- preaching nowadays is in performance most of the time people can perform this preaching quote up scriptures and uh, just print out it print out scriptures from google for example you are talking about faith somebody can go on google print all the scriptures about faith recite it in the church give their two cents about it and that is it that is the end of the service but that does not mean that uh in their individual life is the same mm-hmm. so some people can just do the performance say gentle prayer in church but once they go home they are fighting it out Wow. And wow. that is the point that is different from my ministry because me, I, I teach what I do. I don't mm-hmm. want to be like uh, an hypocrite that I know what is right and I don't want you 
to have access to that mm. because most of the times a lot of people do that to also be your kind of your slave masters mm. so mm. that you'll be depend you you, you yeah. should not be de- fully dependent on your pastor Mm, Any pastor, mm. apostle that wants you to always be dependent is a pastor that does not want you to grow. Well, this this leads me to an important question that shows that, let's say, if the man of God has so many people to pray for, that mm. is why uh, uh, ministers have to really empower people for them to pray for themselves, especially during this COVID, mm-hmm. people were not going to church. Yes. So then are you going to call the man, the man of God when he's at home with his family, himself mm-hmm. to trying to understand what's happening in the world? Mm-hmm. But we have not really empowered the members for them to actually become Bible students, mm-hmm. uh, become a, a, a prayer warrior in their own right. Mm-hmm. That way they don't depend too much on, on the man of God. Mm-hmm. That, that is true. We... Uh, it's difficult though. Uh, I, for me, I'm a believer of uh, trying to balance uh, yeah. things in life. So, uh, for some men of God, they are actually doing it, but the people are not receptive. Like, uh, like I believe in discipline. I, dep- I believe in saying the truth. I believe in honesty as as well. Because once I say the truth, the person's blood is off my neck. Mm. Because I'm I, as a and again before I answer the the, the next part of it. When it comes to becoming a man of God, you ordained to be a man of God, or you taking the responsibility of a preacher, whether you are ordained or not, you have people's life in your hands. Mm-hmm. As you are a preacher, preaching the word of God, jokingly or seriously, people mm-hmm. believe in you. Anything mm-hmm. that comes out from your mouth, 99% of the time, people believe in what you say. Yes. So there are some scriptural verses in the Bible that we hold on to, and it's Apostle Paul that was talking. Mm. Not even the Holy Spirit. Mm. Apostle Paul was talking and people quote that scriptures and argue with it, forgetting mm. that it was the opinion of Apostle Paul. Mm. So people hold on to what you say and yes. if you don't deliver the right thing, I'm not saying the perfect thing in the eyes of men, but what God wants you to deliver, then of course their blood is going to be on your neck. So at times the congregation are not willing to adapt they are not flexible to change or to detox themselves from what they have learned so it's difficult for men of god to actually teach them what is needed but there are some men of god that sorry that don't even try to teach the right things because they say i don't have time in doing that because once Mm -hmm. i do that i will lose the people and once i lose the people the income is gone the popularity is gone Mm -hmm. and like the advantage the physical advantages are gone but that is not our job our job is to edify to build to equip the next this generation and for the next generation so i would say that as a man of god or preacher of the world you are just starting you just got the the fresh leading or you just you are just prompted by the spirit i want you to do it honestly Mm. do it with all your heart in spirit and the truth and you receive the reward